Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Jill Stanton. She is the co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5, her and her husband Josh's slice of the internet, where they help transform unsatisfied employees into dangerously successful entrepreneurs so they can work whenever they want from wherever they want. She's a new mom, has an inappropriate love for trashy TV, and isn't afraid of a tall glass of gin. Okay, you guys, get your headphones in today and listen into this episode interview with Jill. We talk a lot about affiliate income, what an authority site is, how you can make an income like Jill and her husband, Josh. And we really go into embracing this call to go your own way in motherhood, in business, and in life. And what I love is that Jill has never really ever struggled with going her own way. And so I want you to gain today her, just a little bit of her confidence. Just pull off of that confidence and realize that you can forge your own path in motherhood, in life, and in business. And you can literally design the life that you want to live, guys. I preach this all the time that you can build a business and a life around what matters most to you, okay? So I'm so excited for you to listen in on this interview, this conversation. It's super candid, it's super raw, and I know it's gonna be super valuable for you. Hey, Jill, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped we made this work. I know. We're like a couple hours from each other right now as we're recording this. I know. And such a quick turnaround, so I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah. Well, fill everybody in on who you are, how you and your husband came to start yeah, Screw the 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am one half of Screw the 9 to 5. My husband, Josh, is the other half. And really, we got our start in the most random of ways. Like, he had already had an online business when we met. He had a software company at that time, and I was so green to this. Like, I didn't even know what a freaking keyword was. Um, And I got my start in web TV, but like before web TV was actually a thing in 2006, like the days of MySpace. Um, And so he kind of opened up my eyes to this whole world, and I really didn't even get started in it until probably about a year after we met when I was just like, I'm bartending. This fool's making a ton of money, barely working any hours. And like, what am I doing? I'm like working 9 PM till 5 AM. It's I, this is nonsense. And so, um, my bar owner at the time, the dude who owned all venues that I worked for, um, had heard I had a web TV show and he approached me like, would you be open to consulting on, you know, video marketing? And I was like, yes, I will. (laughs) And then I just like got a little ballsy and pitched him a social media management package, um, to cover all three restaurants. And he said, yes. And I was like, awesome. Also, I quit (laughs) my bartending job. And so that was really my first foray into a really profitable business at least. And then kind of as happens, I was watching Josh, again, make a lot of money with barely working any hours. And I was trading dollars for hours. And I was like, what am I doing wrong here? And I was getting disenchanted with my business. And around the same time, he was also getting disenchanted with his business. And so we just started tossing around the idea, like what would it look like 
to start a business together. And he's like, let's do it. I think we should start an affiliate site. I was like, yes, let's totally do that. What's an affiliate site? <laughs> so he really had to just like train me from the ground up. And I was like, cool, what kind of affiliate site should we start? And he's like, skincare. And I was like, sounds great. <laughs> so our first site was a skincare site. We worked on that and figured out the process and then re like replicated that process essentially and cut what didn't work and amped up what did until we had 30 sites. And then from there, obviously, as this kind of happens, people start asking you like, what are you doing? Like, how do you make money now? And you're not working real jobs anymore. Like, what does that look like? And so it was actually on our wedding week. I know this is the longest story ever. I'll try and wrap it up. It was our wedding week, which is the one week you're probably not supposed to work. But I was like, we're a bunch of lunatics. And we we're on our balcony having some rum. I'm just going to call it out and listen to Bob Marley. And we were about to move to Thailand after our wedding. And so we wanted a way to share this journey with people because we kept getting the same questions. Like, how do you make money? What are you guys doing? Blah, blah, blah. And so Josh was like, well, what should we call it? And thanks to the rum, I was like, you know what? Like screw the nine to five. <laughs> And both of us were like, oh my God, I wonder if it's available. <laughs> and so we, we registered it. And honest to God, we sat on it for a bit because we didn't know what to do. We had never had a personal brand. We didn't really know what to talk about or what to sell or what to do. And so we just kind of floundered for the first year. We launched a product, sold uh, $0. And... Um, from there, we learned our biggest lesson and we started learning to teach what we knew and what we knew was affiliate marketing. And so we started that process. And from there, everything started to roll with a screw. And here we are today. My goodness. First question, what rum were you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was a local Costa Rican rum. There must've been something in it because it made me extra creative that day. <laughs> That's awesome. Love it. Well, give me a little uh, insight for those who are listening that don't quite understand affiliate when you said that. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't know what an affiliate site is. Yeah. Fill me in. Okay. So essentially think of it, I like to think of it as like we're connectors. So we connect other entrepreneurs, pro program creators, like course creators, product owners, membership site owners, coaches, all of that. We connect those people to our audience. So we introduce people or programs or products that we use, like, or believe in to our audience. We shine a light on them and we say, like, if you're looking to learn more about this particular thing, or if you're looking to use like the same tools we use or go to the same events we use or work with the same coaches we have, here's a link. And if they click that link, it's tracked. And if they make a purchase on that person's website or checkout page, we get a commission for it. So we take that really seriously. Like we don't just pimp out anything <laughs> because trust is essentially the currency in affiliate marketing, right? So uh, we only talk about things that we use, like, or believe in, but it's essentially where we're connectors. Mm, I love that description. So take me back to when you guys had the skincare sites. Yeah. What did that look like? I mean, Ridiculous. would you also call those authority <laughs> sites as well? Yes. So we had a, kind of a mix of niche sites, which were four page websites. And then we had authority sites. So our skincare site, our beauty site, both of those had like over 300 posts. They were, they had newsletters, social media presence, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I never used my own name. Like I was so nervous. I was so green to this um, space that I used a pen name because I was way too scared of, I don't even know what, but you know, you just live and learn. Um, and so we built those up and then eventually sold them. Mm -hmm. So that's what I love about affiliate marketing and authority sites in general. 
is you can sell them. <laughs> You're not just tied to a business. So if you ever fall out of love with it or fall out of alignment with it, um, you're not stuck with it for the rest of your life. You can sell it and start something else. Uh, so I think not a lot of people know about that stuff, especially in the personal brand, like course creator, membership site, online coach kind of space. Um, but yet it's like this underground unfair advantage that some people are really taking advantage of. And, and it can just like layer in this whole extra um, stream of income into your already existing business. Like you don't have to start affiliate sites. You can use affiliate marketing in your already existing business and just slay with it. It's, it's my favorite, to be honest. Yeah, it's so crazy. So give everybody a glimpse of what you've seen other people do with their affiliate sites. Like I vaguely remember you guys talking this week about on stories, somebody selling their site. Yeah. Okay. So this, uh, that dude is named Mark Webster and he has a site called authority hacker, but he also has a bunch of authority sites. So he has one in the house space. I'm drawing a blank on what his other ones are, to be honest, but I know he just sold one for mid six figures and it's really like they become these, authorities in their specific niches. His is one of his is in health. And so he creates high impact free content and they are monetized through affiliate links. So just say, for example, like with the health site, right? I don't know what particular products he's promoting, but maybe they're certifications. If you're looking to be a health coach or blenders or supplements or, um, like workout apparel, uh, apps, courses. There's so many things that have affiliate programs. You could walk someone through your day-to-day life and there are all sorts of affiliate um, opportunities there. And it's not saying that you have to like pimp everything. You just allow people to check out the stuff that you're already using, especially if you have influence and presence in a certain space. Like people want to know what you're using, right? They want to use the same things you're using to get certain results. So you can hook up an affiliate link for that and get paid to refer people to the products you already believe in. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, so little backstory, little funny life story. I just got my hair colored yesterday for the first time with a new gal and when I got down to it, I was referred by my mom. My mom was referred by somebody else and somebody else was referred by somebody else that we all know. But that woman got four people from yep. one person sharing. So it's just, it's natural for, especially as women. Totally, hair. totally. It's happening all the time. People just don't know that online you can also get paid for it. Yeah. So, it's I mean, it's part of our, like, everyone wants to talk about what works for them, right? Or everyone wants to share like a wicked restaurant we go to or like a sick Instagram profile we found or a coach we used or a program we went through or an event we attended, like all of that. We're, we are people who love to share experiences and you can get paid to do that in a non-salesy, non-pushy, non-desperate, non-scammy kind of way. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So your business started... Mm-hmm. before you were married, really. And then yeah. you brought in your son into the mix. Yes. So how has life in business had to evolve since? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, Josh and I started our business together the year we were getting married. Don't ever do that. Don't do that. It was so intense. Um, some days I was like, yo, are we going to actually get married? Work. <laughs> um, and divorce days are a real thing. Like it can be hard to run a business with your significant other. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So we had our son almost a year ago. 
He's almost one. And truthfully, he was the catalyst for a gigantic shift in our business. Like at the end of last year, we shut down all our paid products to kind of full circle back to affiliate marketing, but inside our already existing brand of Screw the 9 to 5. So it's kind of funny because it was a full circle moment for us. Um, And we closed all of our like our membership site in the city that we opened it at our live event and all, it was just such a cool serendipitous moment. But because Kai came into our life, it was the first time we had really stopped and taken a breath and unplugged from what we were doing. And truthfully, now that we have the perspective and the hindsight, now that we're out of it, I think for a long time, we were starting to feel really unaligned with what we had built but we were known for having such a sick community and we had so many amazing members that we loved that we just kind of pushed all those feelings aside because we're like well what are we going to do about it like we love these people i'm not going to like just abandon them but then when kai came into the mix we started asking ourselves like space will give you some serious time to think right and so we started asking ourselves like okay cool we got to go back to work soon like is this we really want to be doing like is this what we want to do we're time zone dependent here we're tethered to certain a live call uh schedule you know like what kind of what kind of business do we want to have and as we started asking ourselves those questions we had to be prepared to answer those questions and it turned out that no we didn't want to keep running things the way we had and the way things the way we had always had things and so we needed to make some big decisions and about mid last year in the end of june or so uh, we were on the balcony. Why does it always involve alcohol? I don't know, but we were having gin this time <laughs> on another balcony. I won't ask you what brand. I have no idea about gin. It was Hendrix. <laughs> I went to like gin, but it's just like a bathtub, so it doesn't work. A lot of people say that to me, and I'm like, no, you're just drinking the wrong kind. Anywho, so yeah, we were on the ba- on the patio having a drink, and we were just feeling really lost at that time, really unaligned, really kind of over it. And Josh said to me, well, what kind of business model have we liked? And at the time I was like, nothing. <laughs> I haven't liked any of it. <laughs> right. Cause when you're burnt out, you're just like, Neh, I hate this. And he looked at me and he's like, no, we have loved something. And I was like, what? And he's like affiliate marketing. And it was, it was like this catalytic moment for us because it was just like, boom. It was almost like it was so obvious that we overlooked it for so long that this could actually be our revenue model and turn our business back into something we absolutely loved. Um, And so after we had that bout of clarity and things started to feel really good off the back of that, we realized we had to, you know, let our members in on it and really start the process of fading that side of our business out to start a new chapter in 2019. And so here we are. Oh my goodness. Oh, I love it. And sometimes like whether you're in business with your spouse or not, like Mm -hmm. having somebody to just outside looking in, give you a little bit of, and I love in marriage how like one time it might be him, one time it might be you, but somebody at least is always a little bit sane. Yeah. Hopefully. Absolutely. Or at least not afraid to ask the hard questions. Yeah. Yeah. So looking back, are you glad you guys went kind of, you did the affiliate as your start, but then you got away from that a bit. Yeah. Are you still glad for that middle journey? For sure. I, we had literally, we had courses. <laughs> it's going to sound insane how much stuff we've done. Courses, a membership site, live events, uh, group coaching, 
and of course affiliate and then what else either way we had to kind of cast a wide net to figure out what we didn't want to do and bring us back to something that feels perfect and i just want to clarify like for the we had our membership site for four years and for three of those years we loved it like you wouldn't have convinced us otherwise right like it just felt so good to us and then things just started to change and our lifestyle changed and our priorities changed and you have two choices in that in those circumstances right like you can avoid that clarity avoid asking yourself those questions and avoid making any decisions off the back of those questions and stay right where you are or you can muster up the courage and go for and go to bat for the future you, right? Like the future you want to create for yourself and your family and your marriage and everything that stems off the back of that. You are the most important part of your business. If you're not going to acknowledge things that light you up or things that feel good or things that feel heavy, things that you need to fix and rectify, like you'll never find the flow and the alignment and the ease you're looking for. It's always going to feel like an uphill battle, but if you have the courage to go for it, unstoppable, man. Oh man. Yeah. And that segues perfectly into what I really wanted Ooh. to chat about this episode. Nice right. job. You must be a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> she is, you guys. What's the show is screw the nine to five show. Yes. Yeah, super creative name. Screw the nine to five podcast. <laughs> Love it. Well, okay. So, have you always embraced this call to just go your own way in motherhood and yeah. business and life? Yeah, I mean, I'm the worst employee you could ever have. Like, I was, I was a good bartender for. A, I mean, shit, a bartender for ten years. So, I loved it for a long time, and then I became really angry, and I was the meanest bartender you could get served by. Or like, I worked at TGI Fridays, and I refused to wear those stupid vests with the pins on them. Like, every boss I've ever had has hated me at the end because I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I want to do it this way. So yeah, is Josh the same way? He had, what did he, what was his jobs? Like he worked for an SEO company, which is perfect. Cause I call him the SEO ho. He has such a, he knew what a keyword was. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. That's his, like, he loves that stuff. So, um, but other than that, like he's never really had, both of us have never had corporate jobs. So it's ironic that we help people who hate corporate jobs quit them. <laughs> but yeah, um, we've always been the like black sheep of our family, truthfully. Um, Josh very much, he's the youngest of five kids. He never went the traditional route, never dropped out of university, went traveling, started an online business. Like his first product was selling a goldfish training book. Literally, I'm not even lying about that. A goldfish training book. Like what? You can train a fish. I, that's literally, that was my first question to him. I was like, I don't think that you can even train goldfish. He's like, no, you can't. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. So, okay. So I'm sure you've got a lot of people in your audience being maybe cookie cutter corporate people who've gone the right, the quote, right way their yeah, whole life. The safe what, way. The safe way. Yeah. What do you, what do you have to do and say to get them to realize that the world is their oyster as Phoebe would say? Well, as <laughs> friends, <laughs> At that point, by the time they find us, they're usually looking for a change, right? Like you're not going to stumble upon screw the nine to five and be like, nah, I'm good. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I like my nine to five. Um, yeah, so I normally don't have to convince anyone. All I have to do is just like live our experience mm-hmm. and share the knowledge and the strategies we have. Because again, 
we have nothing to sell anymore. Like I have zero motives other than creating the number one destination for online up and coming entrepreneurs. Like that's our sole mission, transform unsatisfied employees into successful entrepreneurs. That's all I'm focused on now. And then I know that by creating really great content that helps people move the needle and gets results, if they're looking to invest in something and we have a link for it, they'll buy from me, you know, or they'll go through our link. I get so many questions of being like, do you have a link for this? I would love to support you because of blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. so I don't even have to worry about that. All I have to do is show them that they have options and give them the path to get there. That's it. And so yeah. literally that's all we focus on. I feel like before we made this switch, I always had this like underlying motive, like what could I say to get people to want to join Screw You? You know what I mean? And it just felt so heavy. Now I'm just like, I'm just going to share our experience, keep it real and give people the tools, knowledge and insight they need to make a dent in their lives. That's all I'm looking to do now. I love your course titles. It's <laughs> <This is> so <laughs> funny. <laughs> screw you. Screw university. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so did you, so you really didn't ever personally have any kind of an issue fighting this calling to be different? I mean, no, I, I've always been kind of just like my own little version of a rebel, <laughs> even if I was scared to really step into that like for a long time like I went to university only because my my parents made me um I wanted to go to college in in Canada there's college and university so college is more like practical and university is like more conceptual like if you want to be an engineer that kind of thing but I went for media right so I, I was always destined to have some sort of platform and then I got started in like modeling and TV broadcasting and from there so I always wanted to do something different yeah. it's just like my parents would really get nervous when I was like no I might quit this and start an online business and my mom's like please Jill please get a safe job and I was like nah I hate that idea. <laughs> what do they think now? Because you're at their house right now, hanging out yeah, with them. Yeah, so I still, I'm not going to lie, like, my mom still gets nervous. I don't even know why. Like, we've been fine for years. And I said that to her, her and I had, like, a little tiff the other day. And I was like, I don't even know why you were still talking to me about this. So, like, I've been at this now for seven years. Like, and I've never had, I've never, Josh and I have never fallen on our face. We've never had everything, the bottom fall out. Like, we've always made money. Like, we're good. Calm the F down. Like, <laughs> The world is not ending. If anything, a brand like Screw the 9 to 5 is in such a good position, especially as the future of work is changing, the economy is getting shaky, automation is coming in at a fast and furious pace. Like yeah. things are changing, right? Like work is changing for a lot of people and they're going to be looking for options and ways to carve out their own stability, their own security and take control of their lives. And I'm more than happy to give them the tools and resources they need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful for sure. And she gets to see Kai more. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm True. That's really her basic priority, to be honest. <laughs> we're, we're like nothing when we have grandchildren for them. It's so true, isn't it? She's like, okay, yep, okay, give me the baby. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So take me back to, we're going to go back a little bit in your story, when okay. your, I think it was your boss, when he approached you about doing consulting. Yep. 
So did you at that time, was it kind of like a confidence where you were like, I'm going to say yes, and then I'll figure out later how to make uh, this work. <laughs> I was just like, okay, sweet. This might be my out of bartending because I hated it at that point. And I was watching Josh. Yeah. make all this internet money. And I was like, what is happening? Like, how is he doing this? Um, and so I knew that that was like my little universe wink to be like, if you just trust in this, you'll yeah. figure it out. And truthfully, like I was nervous, right? Like I sat with Josh for probably an hour or two and wrote out notes. Like he went through their website with me and gave me like tips that I could say to them. And I, and I brought him with me. Like I was so nervous <laughs> because I had never done that before. Right. But I'm a big believer in throwing myself in the deep end and figuring it out, even if it's scary AF, um, because that's where the magic happens, right? Like when you step wildly outside of your comfort zone, you're typically rewarded with, you know, just positive outcomes, magic, quantum leaps, all of that kind of stuff. So I just went for it, truthfully. I didn't even think about it too much. I was also still in my 20s. Like you have this like element of ballsiness when you're still in your 20s because you're like, what? <laughs> now I'm 37 and I'm like, oh my God, my son, like I want to travel, you know, you just think about things different. So, yeah. I mean, I was 28 at that time, 29 maybe. So I was just like, F it, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can remember some moments for me like that as well, where it was like, people would approach me about a skill that I didn't quite realize I was good at, you know what I mean? Where yeah. their confidence wasn't there and they'd say something about like social media. And I said, yeah, sure. I can help you with that. And then you go home and you're like, okay, how can I help with that? <laughs> how to social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, getting it in a package that actually appeals to them and yeah. selling it. Like those were skills I learned early on. And the, but that was in my twenties too. Although yeah. I'm still in my twenties. Are you for, Oh my God. Like half a second left. I've got right. one more year. Half a second. I wish I had known this stuff in my 20s. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wish so hard I had known about this stuff in my 20s, but I'm, I'm a firm believer it had to happen this way, but still. Hey, just wanted to interrupt this podcast. You're going to want to share today's episode on Instagram because Jill and I both love refeaturing you and also love connecting and hearing about how you enjoyed today's episode. Let us know your aha moments. Tag Jill at screw the nine to five and at Katie Fleming. See you on Instagram. Okay, let's go into motherhood. How have you yeah. embraced the call to being different and just going your own way in that journey? Mm. I really had to ease my way into that. I really talked to a lot of women entrepreneurs that I knew who were also moms. Um, and I just, I almost was asking them for permission yeah. to, to have the balls to do it my own way. Like I really beat myself up around having childcare straight out the gate. Um, breastfeeding didn't work out for me. I felt really guilty about that. Um, I felt guilty about the fact that I wanted to have a drink pretty much right away. I was like, can we go for happy hour yet? Like, damn, I've been out of the game for nine months. Yeah. Um, and I really had to be gentle with myself. Also, I don't know if you found, found this when you became a mom, but like my F levels went way down. Like I just started giving way less Fs about people's <laughs> judgments or what they thought of me, but it took me a bit to get there, right? Exactly. Like my first month I was, and it, geez, like before I had my son, I was so stressed about it. Like, what is it going to look like? Am I going to have time? Am I going to enjoy this? Will I have time to 
like actually be present with him or am I going to be stressed out and frazzled? Is he going to be a screamer? Am I, you know what I mean? Like people tell you the worst stuff before you have a kid. Maybe it was just the people I was talking to, but literally no one shared positive things with me other than the female entrepreneurs who were also moms. Um, And so I just had to like really block out that noise and focus on only talking to the moms who had businesses, who had it figured out and who really did things their own way. So people like Jada Selner and Nikki Elledge Brown. Um, I was also talking to Alexi Panos at the time, still am, but you know what I mean? Um, Sarah Alcamo, like a bunch of women who were having babies around the same time as me or had already been moms. Um, I really started like jamming with them and they eased a lot of my concerns and just like encouraged me to just make it my own and be gentle on myself and allow myself to figure it out and just yeah be nice to myself right and allow myself to do it my way and trust that I know what is best and I'm never going to put my son in harm's way and I'm never going to do anything that would remotely threaten his stability or his lifestyle or his comfort levels or anything his health anything you know he's my him and Josh are my number one priorities. And so I'll like, I'd walk through fire for them. And so I had to allow myself to just do it my way. And I still do that. Like I was Josh, sorry, I'm such a talker, but no, go for it. I'm like on a roll. So I just got really fired up about this stuff because we were just in Puerto Rico at, um, John Lee Dumas and Kate Erickson's place. And her and I were talking about that. And I said, like, sometimes I feel really guilty for wanting to have as much childcare as I want <laughs> because while there, I was only there for th- um, a month. I had three babysitters <laughs> because I had them on rotation because I need to work or I don't need to. I want to, yeah. right. I want to have a, a balance. And I realized that I'm the type of mom who needs a lot of space. That's just how I best show up for my son and not only my son, but my business as well. Like, I need time to balance both sides of myself so that I'm not momming 24 seven because I found when I am, I get really frazzled really fast. Like that's just not the kind of mom I am. I am jealous of the women who are like, I was born to be a mother. I'm like, okay, I, I don't think I was though. <laughs> um, and so I just need to give myself permission to do it my way. Well, I love hearing you say that because we all have different stories. We all have different families, obviously, Mm -hmm. dynamics, children, personalities. But for me, like I always wanted to be a mom, but there was also that other side where I want to do my own thing. And I've got to, Mm -hmm. my husband can come home and he'll, he'll realize he knows that I'm out of balance. He's like, you need to go to Starbucks tonight. Don't you? Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let me go. Bye. (laughs) I got to go get all these things out that can't come out when everybody's like, um, mommy, can I have a snack? Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. So, but you're right. It's the permission Mm-hmm. To and I say it's the permission to go after your calling, not only in your home but outside your home. Yes, because totally. Whether you're like whether you really would call yourself a true stay-at-home mom or a true working mom, which honestly, those lines are very blurred. It's so true. But you've got a calling outside your home too. You impact people anywhere you go. So, mm-hmm. and I want to be the type of mom who has it all. Like I want. I want it all. I just don't want to do it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and therefore I need to hire people to help me with that because I know I do not show up as my best as a mom or a wife or a business owner when I am stra- stressed, stressed or struck 
that's for strapped for time. Like I just, my enjoyment levels just tank if I'm frazzled, you know, Um, or if I've been listening to a baby whine for however many hours on end, I'm just like, what is happening here? I can't (laughs) listen to this anymore. And so because I know that in myself, I need to just unapologetically bring people into my life that can help take on certain things. Yeah. And do you feel like your presence, like you are more present with your family when you get that in? Totally. Oh my God. Totally. Like when the nanny's gone, I'm like, yay. Now we hang with the bear. We completely switch off our business side, you know, or we have Friday Kai days. Okay. So here's a Friday. It's cute. And I'm working technically, but. (laughs) But we had to make this work. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm about to go traveling. So like there's exceptions, but Friday Kai day is our day to be present with our son. And it's a day we don't typically work unless, you know, weird circumstances or we're in a promo, anything like that. So I make these, I've, Josh and I intentionally designed our life to allow us to be present with our son and be the kind of parents we want to be, but also have the help we need to be able to grow this movement we're building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you've got to consider those things when you're picking which business model to do. We can't be an agency owner if we want to have Kai Days. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And I think that also very much played into our decision to switch up our revenue model because it was very apparent to us that we were tethered to the schedule we had created for ourselves because we had started this membership site when we were just a couple of like fun loving, like married people. I was going to say single, but you know, no kids. So we created a schedule that was work heavy. But then when we had a a baby, we're like, "Mm, didn't see that one coming (laughs) and we needed to adjust things. What is the best advice you've received from Nikki or some of those other names, friends that you've mentioned? Mm. Oh, they always give such good advice. Nikki is a big one on permission. Like, I love her um, thing around being selfish, but not like in a bad way, just yeah. really taking care of yourself so that you can take care of the others around you. Like, she has been such a huge light in my life. Um, Jada is another big one, like just being easy on yourself. She's a big one for ease and space and, you know, presence with your family. And so both of them really touted the message of like permission and take as much time as you need and do things your way. And like, don't let other people's judgments determine how you parent or how you set up your life or your business for that matter, because what works for someone is never going to be what works for you. You have to put your own spin on it, your own flavor and figure out what works for your son, your husband, your life, your business, and you as a mother and a woman and an entrepreneur, like you have to fill up your tank, right? Because I have been in that place. I'm sure you have been in that place where you're just zapped and you cannot give anything to anyone when you are operating on zero. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I mean, motherhood is just one more role we play. It's not who we are. Yes. I love that. Like, you're so right. I am a mom, but it is not everything that I am. It's one facet of me. And albeit one of the most enjoyable though. Like I do love it so much. And it's good because I think what was the best thing I ever did was have zero expectations (laughs) going into it. Being like, there's a good chance I'm going to hate this guys. (laughs) So that when I didn't hate it, it was 
it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like they come out of you and they're trying to breastfeed. Like I had the same problem where it didn't go as I intended it to. Yeah. And being a perfectionist, wanting to control everything, it was quite a journey. Oh, it was, that was quite possibly the most frustrating thing. And as I was trying to work through that, like I was trying to communicate it to Josh, but they don't get it. Like he was like, oh no, I'm sure it is painful. And I'm like, no, you don't <laughs> understand how painful. Like I would cry in the shower if the stream like hit me. It was crazy. And I remember when, sorry, I'm getting so off track, but I just okay. dive into this when I'm talking to moms <laughs> is I remember I went to a breastfeeding clinic because I had like this hyper supply and I was pumping because actual breastfeeding didn't work out for me. Um, and I was like, please help me. Like, I'm in dire need of help right now. Like, I had 50 frozen bags of milk before I had to stop breastfeeding. Like, oh it was great. And I'm talking within six weeks. Like, it was just nonstop for me. And the chick who, the nurse, oh, my God. She said, I just want you to realize that you're making this choice for yourself and not for your six-week-old son. No. And I, no, she did. And I I was like, okay, I'm going to bite my tongue on that one. But then she said, I get it. I understand that you want to run your little business, but being a mommy is time consuming. And I said to her, you know what? (laughs) As I'm sitting there, like in so much pain, just like, oh, that was going to be really graphic, but I'll just leave that one. Um, I was like, you know what? This is why women feel so shamed into all of this, like, this nonsense around like breastfeeding is like the only way. And you know, like if you're not breastfeeding your son or your baby, you're doing them a disservice. And I understand the health benefits of it, but like our mental and emotional health is also very freaking important because our babies feed off our energy. And so I just like gave her a little smackdown being like, this is nonsense. First off, you're a nurse at a breastfeeding clinic. Like people are coming to you for advice and understanding, not shame and guilt. Mm. That frustrates me. So I had a C-section with both of mine. The first one was due to just emergency issues. Yeah. And it's, and it's like all this research that's been coming out in the last few years about, oh, if you didn't have a vaginal birth, we're saying all the words this episode. Yeah, Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you like your baby didn't get all the, the good bacteria yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we can't sit in that guilt or that what if. I mean, none of it's healthy. Oh, it's so detrimental because how we feel about ourselves is then passed on to our kids, like just through our word choice, our energy levels, the vibes we put out, like you want to be your best for them at any given point that you possibly, I mean, like, even if your best that day is like staying silent because you're fed up, you know what I mean? But you, you really just have to do what works for you. And in that specific moment and circumstance, like I can't imagine some, you know, crazy mom blogger, some crazy health practitioner or whatever is going to sit there and chastise you if you had a, had to have a C-section for emergency reasons, like, or just because you wanted to, like, yeah. thanks for your unsolicited judgment, homie. I'm yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, sometimes it's unsolicited, but I think a lot of times we also do it to ourselves. Mm, good point. That's a good and point. So that's where I find myself a lot of the times being an overanalyzer and a, those having those tendencies. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I remember vividly a story of um, somebody calling me out on not having socks on my kid when what? she was born. And I think it was the summer. No, wait. What child was that? I don't remember. 
What child was that? I've got a few. <laughs> well, okay. When I call the doctor and they're like, what's their date of birth? I'm like, um, okay, hold on. Wait. Uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> First one, it was easy. I could rattle it off. Now that there's two, it's a little trickier. Yeah, I've heard two's 20. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. So, yeah, I mean, I think just easing up on ourselves is huge. Yeah, man. So if you could do this whole thing over again, motherhood and business, combining those two, how would you approach it differently or what would you change if anything? I wouldn't. I really don't think. I think it's all worked out in the best possible way that it had to because I'm not looking for perfection anymore. Before I had Kai, I think I was really, I was so in my head around like I had such a crippling fear of judgment I was always worried about what will people say if I say this and oh my god if I mislead them in this with this piece of advice or like what whatever I used to cry after coaching calls because I I cared about our members so much I didn't want to just like rattle off bad advice you know even though I was trying my very best at any given moment like I didn't want to be responsible for them getting a shitty result and so that's all gone, thankfully. <laughs> and I just believe that everything happened exactly as it was supposed to. Like ever since we made this decision to get back into alignment with what feels light and easy to us and not like E-A-S-Y, I'm talking ease, like E-A-S-E dash Y, you know, like I'm looking for ease. I want ease in my life. I want alignment. I want freedom. I want flow. I want abundance. And because we prioritize that, I think everything has absolutely come about exactly as it's supposed to and in the best possible way. Like you're never supposed to know how it's all going to work out. Otherwise it'd be boring. So I just always try to remind myself that like leave space for magic. Ooh, that's good. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love to ask everybody this question because I love to know what y'all are reading. So fill me in on what the best book you've read recently is and then what you're looking forward to reading next. Oh my God. Okay. So up until last year, I never considered myself a reader. And then I don't know what has gotten into me, but I have been blazing through books. So I have a few. Can I list a few? Oh yeah. Okay. Number one, breaking the habit of being yourself. Oh my God. I listened to it four times because first off, it's a book on neuroscience and quantum physics. Should I listen to it? I've been reading it. I'm halfway through it and it's been like, I get there, but it's, it just definitely takes a while. (laughs) Yeah. I listened to it four times in order to understand it. Um, And I listened to it on like 1.5 speed as well, because it's, it's a good it's book, dense. but it can be, yeah, it's, it's a bit dry at points. <laughs> um, You're a Badass at Making Money, Jen Sincero. I love that book. That's um, a really good one to listen to. So good. I also, let me just pull up my Audible. The Genie Within is another one I've been listening to. Absolutely love that one as well. Um, and The Genie Within, let me just read that actual thing because it's got a long title so that I can... The Genie Within, Your Subconscious Mind, I'm going to... Um, how it works and how to use it. So good. Um, and then what's another one I've absolutely loved? Yeah. <laughs> Only not Christina, no ass shaking, just a whole <laughs> lot of stuff around beliefs and behaviors. <laughs> and then um, this has nothing to do with like mindset or beliefs or anything, but I loved the book Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. Oh my God, so good. <laughs> um, so those have been big. And then um, 
what is another? Um, this is going to sound so ridiculous. It sounds like such a cheesy title, but it's so worth reading. And it's a really uh, short book. It's called Dollars Flow to Me Easily, but it's not really about money. It's more so about mindset, beliefs, habits, and really, um, and positive expectation, really, like reprogram- reprogramming your mind to expect great stuff to flow into your life. And so those have been some of my absolute faves lately. I love it. thought you were going to say like a kid book or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although we do love Don't Push the Button. <laughs> Ooh, I've not re- read that one with the girls. It's so cute. So cute. <laughs> I love it. Well, girl, let everybody know how they can connect with you guys. The easiest way would be at screwthe9to5.com, all spelt out, no numbers, um, <laughs> or on Instagram where you and I connected, yeah. which is um, at screwthe9to5. Again, all spelt out, no numbers. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on. It's been thank absolutely you great. So much for having me. I love this conversation. I appreciate it. And I so respect the work you're putting out there to help moms just do it their way. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. If you're new to the Ambitious Motherhood podcast, welcome to the family. Go ahead and hit subscribe and we'll see you on the next podcast. 